There is a fifth dimension. A dimension of sound. Damn it, Frank! We tell him to be quiet. I spill my hot cup of Uranus again. A dimension of sight. Hey, Arch. I'm gonna sock you in the puss. A dimension of mind. Nan Adams, is that you? Ah! Ah! Next stop, the Twilight Zone. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Fifth Dimension of Twilight Zone podcast. I am your host, Nick, as always. We're back to talk Ross Sterling's famous, uh, (laughs) credible, greatest thing he's ever done in his entire life. Uh, We're talking about it. It's called the Twilight Zone, of course. Um, As always, we are on audio feeds as well as video feeds on my channel, but the audio feeds are on like Anchor and iCloud or iTunes or whatever that's called, Google Play, Amazon Music. I am a little off tonight, so I... uh, my brain's not functioning properly, so if I mess up, I apologize. Um, anyways, uh, we're here to talk the penultimate episode of season one of the Twilight Zone. Um, I have many thoughts, not all good on this episode. It is um, one that apparently might be a little, uh, a little, it might fluctuate on who thinks on what on this episode, but we'll get to that in a second. First, I got to introduce my co-host as usual. Uh, I don't have anything to say. I didn't come up with anything witty. So I'm just going to say there's a Triv from Trivial Theater. She's here. She talks. Uh, How you doing, Triv? I'm doing pretty good. How's your 70s porn collection? Um, Good. I'm (laughs) actually trying to, I'm actually going to shave all this off and grow the porn stash. Oh, grr, baby. Fuck yeah. So, you know. (laughs) Um, But anyways, how are you doing, Triv? How was your week? I know we're we're recording like really early because I'm getting ready to go on a trip to Orlando here and like this week. So I appreciate them coming on early, but how are you doing? Yeah, not doing too bad. Can't complain. Weather's not but in the nineties anymore and back down where it should be for this time of year. So, okay. That's gotta be a lot better than how hot it is down here. I'll tell you that much. Oh my God. Um, but so are all your ta- handshakes are, are, are all the handshakes orgasmic because it's that time of year? Oh yeah. Um, I'll never tell. I mean, it is Miami. I'm really close to the keys. So, I mean, you got your answer right there. So yeah. yeah. My thermostat just says hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, your thermostat says blazing hell. Yeah. It's so. hot. The, the only thing above it volcanic. Is, before b- below that is the 80s. Now it just says hot. Above that it says hot as fuck. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so the person you just heard, of course, is the one with the O face shirt, uh, because he has a lot of O's on his shirt. Um, that of course is uh Jacob of Ice. oh is it, what is that from regular uh, show yeah oh I have not seen that oh, show Mordecai oh. Mordecai and I can't think the other guy R- R- uh, fuck I can't remember. Reggie I think is he a rat- no not Reggie is he a raccoon the raccoon is Mordecai <laughs> no he's Mordecai he's not an anal oh is he okay he's, he's Mordecai not... he's R- 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 starts with R I can't remember anyway <laughs> is, is, is he an anal raccoon. Show? I don't know what sh- what uh, it was on. Honestly, I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen it. It, it was, was Cartoon on. Network. It was on TV. It was on television. It aired, and it was a show. And they went, oh! <laughs> wow, lasted for eight seasons. Holy cow. Their boss had, like, uh, he was like a, a one of those gumball machine dispensers. And the big uh, strong guy that they knew was named Skips. And he was like a Yeti-looking thing that skipped everywhere he went. But he was, like, real big and buff. And he had like giant boot or giant nipples too. Yeah, yeah. Was, was there a donut manly. guy? 
I think, and they had the guy, yeah, but they also had the guy with the mullet who would always say his joke would, he'd always say something, he'd go, my mom, instead of your mom. <laughs> <laughs> and then one time somebody said, your mom, and like his brother and his whole family showed up to beat him up. <laughs> yeah, good time. Uh... Oh. Yeah. Um, which is better though, uh, Adventure Time or regular show? Whatever, whatever. Yeah. I I would I, I have nothing against Adventure Time, but uh, I I was always a regular show fan. But you know, I probably need to watch Adventure Time a bit more. But I I, I kind of like Adventure, or I like because they had like a GBF giant bearded face, and then he's like, no, it stands for Gary Bobby Ferguson. It's supposed to be that guy who won like uh, the. Um, Who's the guy they made the they made the movie about it the documentary he won Donkey Kong uh I, I, Pong, I think yeah the I guy the about. real life guy he he went is based on him I don't know just, nice. the way I just described that probably sounded like I was having a stroke but I mean yeah <laughs> something like that so still I, not I will, as good as um still not as good as Invader Zim I I will take both of those and raise you Teen Titans dude Teen Titans yeah. go to the Rigby. movies that is some good shit yeah Mordecai and Rigby. Oh yeah, that's right. Rigby is a little, the little. I don't know what is he a raccoon? Yeah, he's, I think a, he's raccoon. a raccoon. Yeah, is he, yeah. Is, is he an anal raccoon? That's what we need to. Ask. Exactly, that is a good question. <laughs> the that's the triple X version. Oh, good lord. <laughs> so, anyways, how you doing, Jacob? How how how's everything? Uh, the North to your man, Jacob Anders is doing great, sir. Excellent. Nice. Doing pretty good, I guess. I'm I'm feeling pretty good tonight. I don't know why, but I am. That's a good I mean, thing. I'm, I'm here with my three amigos. Well, my two amigos. You're awake and not dying. Yeah, I am. I'm, Poor Jacob. I'm feeling better. Um, still got a cough, but uh, <laughs> not like last week that I was thought I was dying. I'd already allocated all my belongings to those that I was going to leave behind as I left this mortal coil. But no, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, remember seeing anything for us, though. Can't get your hands on. No, I allocated. Um, Okay, I, uh, I know I told you you could have my porn stash. Oh, that's right. That's right. not my stash, but my my porn Damn it. Uh, collection. Oh, I appreciate that. my extensive digital co- porn collection. All right, I like it. Bunner, Bunner Jams 04. Uh, <laughs> sex Trek, uh, good times. <laughs> Star right. Trek porn. Green sex Spooch. Wars, Attack of the Brown Eye. <laughs> mm. Good times mm. to be had by mm. all. Revenge mm. of the shit. Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I should send you guys? Because I used to work at a plastic shop back in the day. I should send you weenie. Where's this going? (laughs) (laughs) From porn to pasta shop. This is not going to be good. Porn shop pasta, really. I mean, pasta porn shop. Weenie linguine? Yeah, weenie linguine. I've seen those. At shops. uh, We'll call them novelty shops. No, this is an actual, I worked at an actual dry pasta shop and we had weenie linguine in the back. Mm-hmm. So you know how you have to go back to like, you know, back in the video store days, I had to go to the back room to get it for like bachelorette parties that would come to the store and request yeah. weenie linguine. I've seen that at porn shops. Novel you know, shops. I have a, I have to say, we, we need to stop doing the fifth dimension and just talk about random shit. I think, <laughs> I think it sounds more interesting sometimes. Leaning, you just don't want to talk about the mighty Casey. I know, I know. All right, all right. Let's push past this because I, I want to get through this episode as quickly as Man, possible. He wants to, to uh, penis push it real good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, we're going to be talking about season one, episode 35. Um, this is an episode that uh, is not well liked among the community that is the Twilight Zone fandom. Um, I kind of understand why. Uh, you know, it's not the worst. 
Uh, well, I'm not going to say that right now until we get into the actual episode. This episode is directed by, directed by two Twilight, no, Twilight Zone alums, which is Robert Parrish and Alvin Ganser. Uh, it's written by Rod Serling, stars Jack Warden as McGarry, Robert, Sol- Robert Solaris or whatever his name is, it's Casey, Abraham Sofer as Dr. S- Stillman, and Alan Baxter as Beasley. Um, it's production code 173 3617, premiered June 17th, 1960. So we're getting close to the end. Like I said, next week will be the uh, last episode of the first season. And uh, that, that's pretty crazy. We're already at this point because I remember Triv starting this, starting this podcast going, man, this is going to be a long first season. Here we are, <laughs> like 12 months later, finally finishing it. But it's only felt like 11. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um anyway so do you, this is an episode i'm i'm gonna be make i'm gonna make a um make a uh correction on my part i've never seen this episode before really i've oh. never i mean i knew that i knew of it but i thought i had seen every episode i've never seen this episode wow i think i know why i think i'm glad <laughs> i've never seen this episode um i know you guys have probably seen it but i mean this is not there's no twist there's not really a twist i mean we find out that the the dude is a is a robot because it's actually you know, even um, Rod Sterling in the preamble of last week's episode says we're going to talk about a, a robot catcher or pitcher or whatever. But robot, you guys remember this episode Ruben. at all? Robot, yeah, we say robot and Roberts, Roberts in this episode. So, yep. I I want to point out before we get there, and I, I may be jumping the gun, but it is what it is. There is a part early in this episode when uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name. One of the most popular at least for me, well-known faces in it, the uh, coach. Yeah. He tells the gentleman we're going to get to, the doctor, you know, keep that to yourself. And he spells the word robot. And he says, <laughs> he says, um, no mention of R-O-B-B-O-T-T. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I typed it out and I was like, so robot it's almost like if you said robot i was like is that a dig at sterling is that like a dig at rod sterling because they're i mean even back the people had to be laughing at how he said robot all the time well the doctor even calls him a robert he goes he says a robert i'm like is he i think they were trying to be cheeky with this honestly r-o-b-b-o-t-t okay yeah they went a little too cheeky they went a little too off the yeah no i agree i agree there was there was there was some stuff yep very much so. Um, I'm gonna. We'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna say right now. I don't find anything redeeming about this episode. So I'm just gonna. Dude, point we've that changed out right now. your mind in the past. You know. It's gonna um, get saucy. Sure. It's spicy. Yeah. So the those first problem with this episode. And diodes and stuff. <laughs> so so the first problem is this episode is this. <laughs> don't leave us, Jay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. This episode is awesome. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Had to grab some. Oh, it's all good. Continue. Um, so the first real problem with this episode is uh, it starts. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, the first, the first point of this episode uh-huh. is literally the opening narration. <laughs> um, so whenever you're ready, Jacob, I'll let you uh, do the opening narration. What you're looking at is a ghost, once alive but now deceased. Once upon a time, it was a baseball stadium that housed a major league ball club known as the Hoboken Zephyrs. Now it houses nothing but memories and a wind that stirs in the high grass of what was once an outfield, a wind that sometimes bears a faint ghostly resemblance to the roar of a crowd that once sat here, 
we're back in time now when the Hoboken Zephyrs were still a part of the National League and this mausoleum of memories was an honest-to-peat stadium. But since this is strictly a story of make-believe, it has to start this way. Once upon a time in Hoboken, New Jersey, it was tryout day. And though he's not yet on the field, we're about to meet a most unusual fellow, a left-handed pitcher named Casey. Yeah, so Casey is going to show up in about three minutes when this episode starts. Um, this episode is, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a, a statement here. This episode is really boring to start out. There's not a lot of stuff that oh, happens. <laughs> He's dude. like, oh, fuck you. Really? Fuck you. I'm a huge baseball fan. I really am. And I was bored oh. as shit by the beginning of this episode. I was actually bored as shit through the whole entire thing. I thought it was it, cute. But it's so silly and over the top. And like, It's supposed to be have... written to be we'll silly. There. Yeah. We'll get there. Come but on. Okay. We'll debate all this. Let's let's get on with it. And then yeah. we'll, okay. we'll debate so anyways, silliness. We, we, and... meet, we meet the zipper. <laughs> Jake wants the... to de- de- have a de- be a debater. He wants to. He wants a master debater. This yeah, he's a master debater. debater. <laughs> exactly. Um, but most of this opening stuff is just them. Uh, I think they're at their training or whatever they're doing. They're they're having practice, and a lot of it's just how terrible this team is as a team. And there's a lot of talk about the team well, being just awful oh, yeah. in they the last ass. place. They're like Cubbies level. What's that? They're like the Cubbies. Oh no, they're they're like the Miami Marlins. They're they're bad, like real bad. Um, they're like four, they're like 45 games out of first place or some shit that like the last season it's, it's what you would expect out. This is like major league. If it wasn't funny, that's how I look at it. Um, (laughs) I don't know what any of that means because I don't know anything about sports ball and I don't follow baseball. I like, Oh, you never see major league. Oh no. I like major league and major league. Oh no. no. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Don't leave home without it. Exactly. (laughs) I know what bad um, is. They're doing bad. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah and i gathered that this team is not good yeah They're this, team, the this team needs good. metal um, and i guess those little flags mean a thing now because he's like dreaming of the flag i was like oh yeah. that's a good flag scene. he likes to dream <laughs> I thought of they flags. Were just flags they're they're as jack warden says they're a randy bunch of boys you know <laughs> randy a bunch of boys <laughs> Um, but basically it's, it's, a, it's a look at a team that's really terrible. They need some like angels in the outfield style look and stuff like that. And they, um, we are introduced to Dr. Stillman who, because they, they say there's, there's, they, he gets a call. Jack Warden's character gets a call and he says, they, we have this player prospect you want to look at. And that's when Dr. Stillman shows up and I, I, it's kind of funny. He's like, wait, you're the fucking, you're the, you're the player they're talking about. You're old. <laughs> When that like, happened, okay. I thought that was going to be the mighty Casey because I remember nothing about that. Would have been that would actually made it better. <laughs> and I wrote down immediately before we found out that wasn't him. So Ben Stein joins a baseball team. <laughs> no, basically. <laughs> and then this kind of takes uh, this kind of takes on uh, the field of dreams notion of if you build it, he will come. Yeah, um, I like how he also says we got a pitcher coming down. He was like, "Is he good?" I was like, "I don't know." As long as he's got more than one arm and less than four. <laughs> That can't be any worse. I was like, so three arms is okay. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Can imagine what three arm, third army's pitching, you know. Um, oh, he's got a hell of a legs. swagger about him. <laughs> but he's, he's got a real <laughs> hip action. <laughs> but uh, the thing that kind of bothers me about this episode is, well, this is one of the things that bothers me about this episode is Casey's introduced and he's just a, a normal looking dude, except he has like no personality and 
Uh, at some point, we learned that he he's a robot, a robot, or Robert, whatever you want to call him, and he's started. He's 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 gone out to do. You know, I prefer synthetic human. Yes, yeah, <laughs> he's a synthy, but he's he's basically allowed to go pitch. And of course, this is uh, when we get the slide whistle for like a fastball and uh, no, not a fastball, a slurve slow and a ball. ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah a slow ball and a curveball. And I just. I love it because it's like this is what you came up with for the idea of what baseball sounds like is using slide whistles, which I, I guess it's done as jet in jest, maybe as a it's, joke. It's the whole it's the whole first bit. Yeah, well, yeah, it's absolutely supposed to be seen as goofy. It's like Mr. Beavis, but it's ramped up. Beyond but I could I, I I got something out of, a little bit out of Mr. Beavis, you know, as much as I didn't like that episode. I just I feel like they're I feel like they're trying too hard to be a comedy. Comedy sometimes doesn't need to try too hard to be a comedy. It just it needs to be it needs to flow naturally. And I don't ever feel like this episode flows like that. And it's like with the stuff with Casey, it's like the slide whistle and the fact that like we know he's not as the actor himself can't throw 90 mile, 100 mile fastballs and stuff like that. So he's you know, every time every time he throws the ball, they cut away into the reaction of the, reaction the coach. And, yeah. yeah, which is like really <laughs> yeah, they're doing like that the slide whistle. And the, it's like, the batter said they're like swinging a hundred times. Like, yeah, there's smoke coming out of the gloves. It's like uh, it feels like oh, a Doctor Demento sketch, you know. But consider um, the time. Look at and again, exactly. I know I say this a lot. Yeah, on it's these very episodes, dated. But it's not dated. It's still cute. Like I love my ass up in that. Oh no, no, that's how it feels like it was then. Yeah, but I, look, I don't know. I mean, you look at the time. You know, and I get it. But it, it's slapstick. I mean, that is essentially. It's a, it's not slapstick. It's a variation on slapstick, really. You know, it's, it's using those, those things at the time. I mean, it's Lucy, it's, you know, it's, it's the Carol Burnett show. It's any of that stuff. And because they probably didn't have a guy that could do those kind of things, or they didn't have the way to do those effects, the way to get across what it was, was a slide whistle. I thought, well, I'll, I'll save that for the end. We'll talk. Well, I'll, I'll save my thoughts on, on that particular thing till the end. Well, no, but it's like, um, I, I the thing about I Love Lucy or anything of the time, you know, um, whatever sixties and the nutty professor and stuff like that. I always feel like there's a naturality to the comedy that's being portrayed. I don't. I feel like the problem with this is this one is 24 minutes, so they have to be quick about their comedy. But I also feel like that they're like I said, they're trying too hard. It feels like Rod Sterling loves baseball. He loves the idea of a comedy and a baseball. And like I said, this is based off a poem as well. And I just I don't know. I never got on board. But anyways, it's the only thing. And we'll get more of my thoughts in a little bit, but it's just been a laugh track. Yeah, it's yeah, like those shows. Go. If you watch those, if you ever watch, like even the shows of today, the the, the studio audience shows that we have today, if you, when they take the laugh track away from them, they're terrible. <laughs> they're, they're like, <laughs> oh my god, this is so awkward. It's like that. <laughs> it's one of those shows. It's it's a, a studio audience uh, sitcom with no laugh track. Yeah, that's all it is. If you add, I feel like if you added a laugh track to this show, like I Love Lucy or. Uh, Gilligan's, did Gilligan's Island have one? I don't know, but um, I don't think so. You know, those or or Bewitched things like. If you added a laugh track to it, like some of these shows did, I think it would at least it, it would. I'm not saying it would be like, oh my god, this is the greatest comedy ever, but I think it would fall more in line with the comedy of that era of those those yeah. types of shows. You could say the that- same thing about the when it when uh, Casey gets hit in the head with a the ball. There's that kind of goofy sound effect. 
it's yeah, kind of a weird. Yeah, you exactly. have like the <laughs> well, the yep. people laughing about it. Exactly. Um, well, I don't. Like I don't know if you guys watched. Well, I was gonna say I don't know if you guys watched Friends at all, but they uh, someone did a did a thing where they took the laugh track of everything that Ross Geller's character does in like like three or four minutes of episodes or whatever, and it's actually very disturbing. Like if the laugh track yeah. wasn't there, it almost seems like he's like a deranged serial rapist killer. <laughs> it's so weird. It kind of is. Well, in in those shows' defense, I will say when they are, if it is like an actual studio audience, or even if they're playing it mm. for like a laugh track, they leave time. The they leave the, the, for yeah. the joke the the time for the audience to laugh so there's like this mm. pause afterwards so they'll say something and you hear the laughing you take the laughing away and they just say something weird and it's just like nothing crickets and it's like what <laughs> the fuck is she looking at <laughs> i think Everybody that's what we're kind of getting here with casey the whole time he'd do something yeah. well, that, that's, <laughs> and it's just kind of weird <laughs> yeah um but i forgot to mention uh he actually shakes uh jack warden's warden's hand warden's hand and Jack Warren starts having an orgasm. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, totally oh. does. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my god! I was watching. I wrote here. <laughs> I haven't put Casey's hand is apparently orgasmic because <laughs> as soon before he was even done because he goes on for a minute or so. He's uh, uh, uh I think it's supposed to be hurting. Yeah, but that's yeah. like a good hurt. That's a yeah. good hurt. I, I was gonna pull the uh, verse when Harry Harry met Sally. Uh, I'll have what mm. he's having. Yeah, yeah, and like it, like he got shot w- with the orgasmotron or whatever in that movie, <laughs> orgasmo. <laughs> but after the pitching of uh, Casey, Jack Warden's like super excited. He goes and calls Bees, I think Beasley or whatever his name is, the GM, and he's like, "Sign me up, give him a contract, get him. A, you know, he's gonna pitch for us." Blah 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 blah. He tells the guy to. He talks to uh, Stillman. And Stillman talks about how he just created Casey and he explains that Casey has only been alive for three weeks. And all I can think was, uh, how long are you on Mars? Two weeks. So <laughs> two uh, weeks. <laughs> but this is where we find out with you? Kate- two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Casey, Casey basically is revealed as a robot. Um, he's a uh, Wade. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll uh, get to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> See you at the party, Richter. <laughs> oh, the best. That's the best. See you at the party, Richter. Mm. Oh, shit. Okay, I'll stop. So, so Twilight Zone, <laughs> McGarry actually tells uh, Casey to go change his clothes because apparently he likes to see robots change their clothes. Um, he calls the GM, tells him to draw up a contract, and then he smiles at the invisible pennant flag that he's never going to win. We know why he wanted him to change his clothes because he wanted to know if he was anatomically correct, just like he wanted to know if the female robot in the episode he was previously in with a humanoid robot, the lonely, my first episode, by the way, was anatomical, anatomically correct as well. But we know that in that six month period that they were all alone that we didn't see on the show. He found out if she was anatomical. Well, yeah. So, so we've come to the conclusion. (laughs) She comes with attachments like a, like a, like a special uh, turbo space wand. Mm-hmm. A shot in the face. Yeah. So, so we come to the conclusion. Jack Warden. <laughs> she got so shot in the, the face c- several times before that. <laughs> so last time was was too much for her to bear. <laughs> so you tell me it was a very sticky affair. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's oh, cleaning yeah. out her gears. For well, that was, that was a sticky situation. Yeah. <laughs> um. Can we can we talk about how Jack Warden apparently likes robots? He's he's very much in love with robots. Yeah. Robots, people t- change robots. their clothes and he gets orgasms when they shake their hands and 
He's on a moon. He's on a. He's on a. He's on an asteroid with uh, oxygen and gravity and, and sunlight. Uh, sunlight. Um, not lonely anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the act break. So, uh, what do you guys think of this? Well, he was so all far? about. He was all about the left hand too. Yeah, because they mentioned he's a left-handed pitcher. <laughs> I'm sure. He, I'm, I'm sure he pitches his left hand all the time. Yep. Pitches cradles and balls with his left hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's really good at that slow ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this episode is uh, not safe for work, people. Nope, not <laughs> even remotely. So, so, so is any episode, it. we could do Muppet Babies and it wouldn't be safe for work. This <laughs> <laughs> is true. Uh, but anyways, uh, that's the end of the act. Uh, what do you guys think of the episode? Well, all I could think was when, I'm sorry to cut you off, Trip, or you hadn't started, but sorry to go first, but <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh gentlemen first please we uh yeah we we but i just wanted to get this out because i know we kind of glazed over it the slide whistle we didn't talk about the slide whistle and i mean we we, we touched on the slide whistle but i feel as if we can't just touch the slide whistle here we have to caress it touch and the speak balls, about it yeah. a lot and like he's throwing these these balls all <laughs> these different balls and we're getting the like the curveball and all that. As Nick mentioned, we get the, uh, the the reaction shots the whole time because clearly they couldn't, you know, they didn't have somebody who could do that or the effects budget. And all I could think the whole time was that Twilight Zone is going Hanna-Barbera. Oh, 100%. Or Looney Tunes, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably more Looney Tunes than Hanna-Barbera, yeah. Wacky yeah. Racers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I, I don't know. I, 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 Nick, I know you hated it. You hated that part of it i, I I'm not gonna because it makes it yeah go, i'm sorry god god i was just gonna say i'm not gonna say i loved it but i didn't hate it I, mean, I just i took it for what it was and it was goofy as hell and it, i was just like okay that's what we're doing yeah well, what were you gonna say go ahead oh i was just gonna add that like i guess in the same vein i i thought it flowed i I, it wasn't perfect it's a goofy thing and they they probably overplayed it i think the second half was more like it didn't quite work as well as the first half did but like i loved the the sound effects like those kind of goofy slapsticky things are totally my jam the fact that you've got the the one guy doing jumping jacks and he keeps doing jumping jacks like throughout that whole first bit like and they're finally like okay stop you know you're it's like i saw you yeah exactly exactly <laughs> And then at one point, um, Casey and the doc are walking to the shower. Uh, Casey and the doc are walking to the showers and Casey, like Matt changes his stride to Just match. Like a skip the there. Yeah. Yeah. And to, so, cause you know, he's basically, he doesn't do anything unless the doc says, Hey, you know, go pitch or whatever, you know? So there's those little moments. I don't it's know, like a Mel just, Brooks movie. He's like, walk it, this way. Yeah, it totally <laughs> is. And no, it's, it's far from perfect. And I can definitely see the, the, criticisms for this but that first bit yeah i loved all that stuff i thought it was fun yeah how how much did you love it i I rather didn't i i I don't love it i think like i said i think it's very i i don't i think it was very boring i think it was not funny i think it is so silly it's actually deterring from the episode having any kind of concept of interest um the idea of the idea of a robotic baseball player it's actually interesting. I, I give him a lot of credit for an interesting concept. But I don't think it, I think all the dialogue was like, <laughs> I just yeah. thought of something. Continue. No, no. <laughs> I just, I, I don't want, I don't want to be like to that negative Nelly for the whole entire episode, but I just, this episode is one of those Twilight Zone episodes that I want to move past and quickly forget about it because I just, I can't handle it. It's like the fever. I just, I, I don't want 
I know oh, there's 36 cool. episodes in this season, and not all of them are going to be uh, the 16 millimeter. No, I'm kidding. Uh, not all of them <laughs> are going to be the the monster do on Maple Street or right. Walking Distance or Perchance a Dream or whatever else. <laughs> whatever. Perchance else a Dream is. is not exactly the greatest choice for that. <laughs> I, I know. I'm just. I'm being. I'm joking. But um, it's just everything about this segment. Everything about this is entire episode. But everything about this is just. It's. It frustrates me because I know Rod certainly is much better. He should have. I know he parsed out the different writers that he had on this first season, but he should have found something, somebody that knew baseball somewhat and made it a little more realistic than what we got, I guess. Maybe it's because I'm a huge baseball fan that bothered me a lot, but I don't know. I think it Anyways, probably Jacob, influenced what were you it. Maybe. I, not, you know, since at least a, a couple of epi- a few episodes back, we've thought about uh, when we did our, uh, what's the episode, the one that there was a Twilight Zone, I mean, uh, Tales of the Crypt episode. We're like, has this been remade? Has it been remade? Mm-hmm. There was a movie that came out in the late 80s. I can never remember the name of it. I just found it. It came out in 1987 to me with John Malkovich called Making Mr. Right. I don't know if any of you. Oh, we talked that. about it. We talked about it on the, on the podcast before. It yeah, was, that, uh, I, there was a, well, I would say there was a trailer that was attached to uh, Three Amigos VHS. They always had that trailer. So that's how I remember uh, that movie. Yeah. Didn't he play baseball in that? Did he play baseball at all in that? I swear he did. I don't know. I, don't... I think he was naked in it. So that there, I guess that's a thing. Yeah. He it's was, not he William was. Defoe, but you know, close enough. I don't think we like saw anything in it, but um, yeah, because uh, it's only rated uh, PG-13. But um, I swear he played baseball in that. I was wondering if maybe they took some some inspiration from this episode because he was kind of, you know, robot man made like that. And all that. Well, the it. 80s was <laughs> just a time for weird robots too. Probably seemed like I had a lot more going, but no, that was it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> sure. So anyways, making Mr. How about right. that second half? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So act two brings us uh, to what would be <laughs> the major league uh, second half. Um, basically, the team go out to play ball. Uh, okay, so this is a continuity error. When they leave to go out into the field, there's a shit ton of people on the, in the stands. When they're playing baseball, there is no one in the stands so i don't know what to happen i don't know if people just left because they're bored they were like <laughs> i'm in a terrible episode i don't know what happened but they went to get refreshments yeah they had all had to hit the bathroom at the same time oh, yeah. i remember quarter. reading on that give me a second uh-huh. here i'll look it up um so the palm tree thing oh okay so it was filmed at wrigley field in los angeles home to a minor league um la team it was used for baseball movies including home run derby um, note the ivy on the outfield walls, similar to the namesake stadium in Chicago. Yeah, the 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 two the two fields that were used as far as like to show the full crowd was um, Polo Field and somewhere else. But that doesn't really talk about why it was empty. It was empty because they didn't have the budget to fill the fucking stadium. No, That's they, why they didn't, have, they didn't have the budget for uh, uh, what is that? Um, oh, what is it they use to like uh, do establishing shots? Was that? program called program? never mind i don't know what i'm talking uh, about it's it's like when they put um like shots of the ocean they use uh whatever stock footage yeah stock footage um, yeah basically i mean yeah. they use but, they've, they've done a lot of that before so yeah uh but casey comes out of the out of the dugout or comes into the dugout or whatever and uh he's like hey you know joe dimaggio he's like no i don't know joe dimaggio and i'm like you son of a bitch <laughs> um, <laughs> even out of but, yeah, exactly. But he he basically goes out, and this is when we get the montage of how good Casey is because he's a robot. 
Um, we see, of course, the superimposed shots of the different uh, newspaper articles about how the Hoboken, whatever they're called, uh, are Zephyr, really good. Zephyrs. Zephyrs. Zephyrs, which is the uh, name of the Akron team. That's a minor league team. Um, anyways, they're really good. They're beating a lot of teams. They're beating the hell out of them. And then Casey gets hit in the ball, hit in the face with a, <laughs> a ball. He gets hit in the ball with a face. I don't know. He is, he is beamed. <laughs> Casey beamed. Yeah. Yep. yeah. He gets, I he love all the, the other ball. stories. He only has on one the ball. Exactly. <laughs> love all the other uh, stories on the pages, too. It's like uh, hospital gets massive grant or cabinet disappears under strange circumstances. There's a lot of fun, uh, weird ones. Yeah, I like when they do that. Man has they, one uh, massive ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like when they do those superimposed shots because they, like I said, like you said, there's a lot of you know they, they'll sometimes put like joke articles in there just to kind of be Easter eggs and stuff like that. And you it's know, like the ones you do when I do the uh, opening and closing narration. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Those are I great. Exactly. Super Does them on purpose? Nice. Oh Jesus. Porpoise. Do my porpoise. <laughs> or porpoise. <laughs> Great, we just insulted some poor porpoise's mother. Son of a motherless goat. <laughs> what? I just called you a, a bastard. Plethora. <laughs> a plethora of porpoises? Do you know what a plethora is? <laughs> no. Killed the singing bush. A guapo. A guapo. <laughs> Could you possibly be taking out your frustrations on little hippie? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you touch Jeff. Hefe, Jeff. You can see his tiny little balls. Oh, yeah, that is, I guess, yeah. They spell, yeah. They spell things funny. <laughs> <laughs> or do we spell things funny? So poor Casey gets hit in the, hit in the head with a ball. Probably some... <laughs> you want to say he was he hitting the ball. again. Ball. <laughs> no. ball. He's got he one massive ball on his head. Slip. One massive robot ball. <laughs> Is it a Freudian slip or did I yes. do it on purpose? Let us know in the comments below. <laughs> it's so, <on> purpose. <laughs> so this is on where I, this is the point where I really fall off this episode. So we're in the hospital. Oh, is this Casey's, it? This is this is the point. <laughs> well, this, yeah, this is. <laughs> it didn't happen like many it wasn't times. The before. ten minutes before this. <laughs> yeah, you were on board before this. It, I it can wasn't tell. the slide whistle that did it. <laughs> so, so, uh, so okay. So everybody's all right with the fact that uh, Casey's a robot. Even the doctor, who's like, yep. this guy has no heart. This guy is not well. This guy is not alive." And, and the, you know, they're reasoning everybody. He's just like, oh, he's a robot. Duh. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Well, let's go talk to the head of the major league. Um, yeah. Even the guy that had the major leagues, like, man, give him a heart. Sure. Man. Whatever. He's a robot. I'm like, what fucking world do we live in where a robot <laughs> is normal? <laughs> that you know, kind of robot, he... at least. Yeah, and exactly. the oil can above his bed. Yeah. Oh, that was, was that about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the existential crisis too, or the existential like statements, like you know what what the great what makes a human debate. It's like, well, a heart makes a human. And then it's like, well, he's got arms, legs, a face, and he talks. Doesn't that mean he's a human? I did like the uh, comment. He has no heart, uh, and then it says Beasley has no heart, and he owns forty percent of the team. But yeah, that's <laughs> that's definitely a a true statement about baseball owners. Or sports owners, but um, so they. So I have to ask, Doctor Stillwell comes into the mix early in this episode, or Stillman, whatever his name is. 
who the hell sent Dr. Stillman and Casey over to see Jack Warden's uh, team? Like, well, he, was it hit? He guy? sought him out. He said, yeah, he, he sought sought, him out. yeah, he said that he wanted to find the crap. So he created the mighty Casey to be like, he was super strong and he had really good aim. So he thought he would be a good baseball player. And so he, so Dr. Stillman uh, seeked out like the worst team in the league, like the, the worst possible team you could possibly find, which was, he said numbers. he had, he created that chef that like made was the best chef oh. ever and like and turned, gained like 40 pounds or something. Yeah. So he wanted to see if he could do the same for a baseball team. Yeah. So we're saying Stillman's a madman. He's creating <laughs> basically robots for cooking. And this guy's going to be the, uh, this guy is the one who created uh, Skynet. Is that what we're saying? I think we could say oh. that. Uh, actually, <laughs> it's funny you say that. Uh, we'll get to it later on, but that's, Let's let's come back to that. He created Skynet thing <laughs> with this particular actor later on. <laughs> right, right. Um, but he okay. So they okay. So they go to the next day or the next week or whatever, and uh, Casey has a heart now. And um, as McGarry's giving the speech, Casey comes back, and then he go. Casey goes and <clears> and <throat> excuse me. He gives up like twenty home twenty home runs in the first inning or whatever, which is insane to think about. I mean, that's something that could happen, but that's like you know, a crazy thing in baseball. And uh, after the end of the episode, or after the, they lose like whatever um, they're back in the dugout or back in the, the, the locker room. And Casey is like, I just didn't want to do it. I don't, I don't want to like ruin people's stats or their careers or whatever. I'm like, so he is now a heart of gold character with, you know, he's basically the scarecrow or the tin man or whoever got a heart in the wizard of Oz. And he's a chump is what he is. Yeah. He said, uh, McGarry's like he can look like three Bob Fellers and then look like basically an, a dumb dumb or whatever you know like a, the worst thing and uh, it just he's now gonna go be a social worker like all the things that Casey can be he's now a social worker I'm like he said that's what he wanted I just to said be. fuck this episode I was like fuck this shit I'm done but uh, to finish out the episode um, Stillman gives McGarry the blueprints for Casey as like a um, memoriam or whatever memento memento. and then mcgarry's like i'm gonna run off francie free create my own team whatever fuck this episode anyways um, (laughs) tell us how you really feel about it yeah so i I, if i i think i've probably glossed over something let me know if i have but anyways uh so it ends with mcgarry leaving hoboken moving the team somewhere else apparently and uh creating a team of robots but what were you going to say, Jacob, about Skynet and all that garbage? Yeah, well, um, let me do the closing narration first, and then we'll get into oh, yeah, all yeah. that juicy, juicy stuff. One other one other real quick thing. Dom DeLuise <laughs> was un- unaccredited as one of the players when Casey yeah. comes back to the thing with a heart. I read that, and I meant to keep an eye out for him, but I, I forgot to look. I did read that he was in there somewhere. There was a guy that sort of looked like him, but I can't confirm or deny that if that's them. It's Candy Camera. Yeah. Anybody? Am I dating myself there? And does any no. of our audience know what the hell I'm talking about? Anyway, <laughs> closing narration. Once upon a time, there was a major league baseball team called the Hoboken Zephyrs, who, during the last year of their existence, wound up in last place and shortly thereafter wound up in oblivion. There's a rumor, unsubstantiated, of course, that a manager named McGarry took them to the West Coast and wound up with several pennants and a couple of world championships. This team had a pitching staff that made history. Of course, none of them smiled very much. 
but it happens to be a fact that they pitch like nothing human. And if you're interested as to where these gentlemen came from, you might check under B for baseball in the Twilight Zone or R for robot. <laughs> um, That's actually a robot, though. Yeah, robot. robot. So uh, it's Skynet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah let's let's take it back there i'm sure triv saw this as well and you may have nick but i'm just going to read this passage and then we can discuss <clears throat> robert sorrels the gentleman who played casey apparently uh, okay robert sorrels who plays casey became a reclusive heavy drinker in his later years on july 24th 2004 he walked into the regency lounge a semi valley bar on july 24th 2004 and shot two customers killing one he was caught three blocks away by police was arrested for murder and spent the rest of his life in prison in vacaville california he died there in july 2019 at the age of 88 which means he was either 71 71 or 72 when he went in there and shot these people so yes yeah created skynet and Skynet decided to go sentient in 2004 on July 24th. Yep. <laughs> killed some people in the park. What? I don't know. The, the, the passage I read, that's all it said. It just said he went in there and shot these people. No why, no how, no what was going on. I didn't see anything more beyond shit. that either. Yeah. He, was, there. I think he said he was drinking. Drinking <laughs> caused lots of problems. Yeah. I guess. It wasn't a bar, so I mean. Yeah. yeah. yeah kind well, of there a was... dark twist, but. Well, that's not the only dark twist. Um, the guy that was originally mm-hmm. supposed to play McGarry um, did play him. Did play him. Oh yeah, didn't... yeah, he did. He played him all the way through, and then he found out that he had uh, coronary related coronary related um, problems, and he was on his way out. And so Sterling, since this was supposed to be a light episode, didn't want like his death to be associated with this because he was pretty near the end. So didn't he died the day after they finished filming. Yeah, I'm just looking. Or so he died like like it a, was a couple a, of days after they finished filming. Uh, days after the episode was completed. Oh no, no he. Uh, let's see, it wasn't. See, it wasn't until his coronary related death days after the episode was completed that it was realized he had been suffering poor health rather than re- reaction uh, reaction to drinking. Yeah, because they so, all thought he was drunk. Exactly, exactly. So they, um, so CBS refused to reshoot it. So Sterling ponied up $27,000 to have Jack Warden replace him. So they reshot pretty much the whole uh, episode. Bits of the episode, some, some, some yeah. scenes, not the whole thing. Everything that had that guy into that scene. Yeah. Which he was in most of the episode. Agreed. Yeah. Crazy. Which is crazy. And then the uh, episode was based, as Nick said, off of a poem called Casey at, at the Bat. Which was written in 1888 and later popularized by vaudeville renditions. Um, this is also the uh, lowest-rated episode of the first season, mm-hmm. and yep. the first Doesn't official take- recorded game of baseball took place in Hoboken, New Jersey, in 1846. Yeah. Makes sense. If you're gonna have a, if you're gonna have a game of baseball, mm-hmm. set it in Hoboken. Yeah, that's where I was. Which, what a I name for a town, right? Hoboken. And you could have town like. Miami, <laughs> better better than Hoboken. Yes. <laughs> um, so we've been joking around through this episode. Like I said, I don't. I, I'm not gonna be around the bush, as I've said before. I don't like this That's episode. What she Fuck said. this episode. Uh, yeah, right, right. Um, <laughs> Eat the bush. What do you guys think of the episode <laughs> overall? 
I mean, it's not, I can see what they were going for. And I know that you don't agree with me, Nick, but I did find that it had some really cute moments. And I know it's a dated type of a thing, but that slapsticky kind of fun, toony humor is is up my alley. Um, so there was a lot of this I liked. The second half kind of lost me. Like there was just pieces that were, eh, it wasn't great. But I can I can see it for what it was. It's definitely not like top. <laughs> it's definitely low low ranked, and I can see why it is ranked as such. But I don't think it's. I'm not gonna say fuck it. <laughs> so okay. Um, I, I like how he's like. What's that? <laughs> I know you hated this episode. Yes. So I'm going to talk about it, but in order to do so, I need to uh, put my porn stash on. (laughs) So we know I'm serious. (laughs) Uh, This may actually be the best episode ever. Okay. So we know that I'm taking this totally seriously. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. This episode was goofy as fuck. But I actually found it a little bit entertaining. It wasn't, I, I found it entertaining once I stopped looking at it as a Twilight Zone episode. As far <laughs> as a Twilight Zone episode goes, it is like, no pun intended, out of left field. I mean, I it's, 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 yeah, do, do, do. it's not a great Twilight Zone episode, but it is fine when it comes to just of that era, goofy ass, a harmlessly goofy, somewhat entertainment mid-century comedy i mean your i love lucy's your mr ed's your you know those episodes of one of the if this show if this episode you know changed some things here or there was on one of those shows i think it would have been fine i don't think it would have ever been one of the greats but i think people would have just been like it's fine mm-hmm. you put it in the twilight zone people fucking hate it because it's not very twilight zone what's the big twist what's the it's just not everything that is solidify the twilight zone for what it is is not here this is just like a a breather episode this is it has nothing to do with twilight zone so in the respect of is this a good twilight zone episode no it's not is it and i know people talk about how it's like one of if not the most terrible episodes ever i don't think that i did actually enjoy this more than the fever i fucking hate the fever I could not stand that episode. This one, I didn't love, like I said, but I was mildly entertained while I watched it. I mean, as I'm watching it, I'll never watch it again. But if you sat down and said, what do you want to watch right now? The Fever or The Mighty Casey? I'm going to watch that Mighty Casey. Um, the Fever or, or, or The Mighty Casey or The Four of Us Are Dying? Might still watch this one. This one was probably more entertaining, but I will at least say that The Four of Us Were Dying was more Twilight Zone. But like I said, take that out of it. Take the Twilight. I know we're watching the Twilight Zone. We're talking about the Twilight Zone. Take the Twilight Zone aspect out of it. It's not that bad. It's not great. I wasn't bored out of my mind. I was entertained enough. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Agreed. I think that's a good way to see it. I thought it was, like I said, harmlessly goofy, somewhat entertaining mid-century comedy. That's And you can take Jake seriously because, you know. Absolutely. You can. Take that ridiculous thing off. <laughs> see now i'm not sure how to take you both seriously because you both have goatees going on so yeah, do i, I do I, I i just need to shave that's my problem look past the goatee i can't look pa- look can past you take the, me the seriously be- my soul <laughs> can you take me yeah. seriously without a mustache um no 
I could be the jury for a one. That help? <laughs> yeah. So, the mighty Casey. He was mighty. Him and his orgasmic hand. Yeah. <laughs> there are some who call him mighty. His legend goes on today. He's probably got those uh, attachments, like Charles <laughs> Vance's character in Space Truckers, where he's like, hang on. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Mr. Mr. I go in the inner space? Yeah. Shit. Okay. Sir so... Casey is gone from suck to blow. Uh, <laughs> there's something cycle. coming out of his whistle. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, okay. So each finger is a different thing. <laughs> exactly. So Trip, did you have anything more do you want to say on the episode? I know Jacob had a few things to say, but ribbed for your pleasure okay so with that said um <laughs> let's go ahead and head into the uh twilight zone list which is the list that nobody can ever copulate or uh um whatever let's just say copulate for now um <laughs> copulate that's right copy copy late. oh okay okay, okay. you know they what i bet you hope the hoboken late. team <laughs> moved to middlesex for intercourse for intercourse <laughs> or iowa nah it's boring there. You don't want to go there. <laughs> Places with funny names. There's a place here in uh, Alabama above Birmingham called Tittiesville. Oh, dude. There's a there's a <laughs> ball town in Dickieville by a place that I once lived. Like, and the joke was always any comedian that would come to town would be like, hey, you know what? Uh, ball town is slightly north of Dickieville. <laughs> my, uh, Man, they can my... come. They can visit. Yes, they can Christmas. come early and often. They can come visit Christmas, Florida. A good friend of mine's uh, uh, wife, her first husband, she was married to. Uh, his last name was Ball, so her last name obviously was Ball. But his first name, no shit. And this wasn't a married-in thing. His last name was Ball, and his first name was Harry. Oh God! His parents yeah, hated was... him. <laughs> there was there was a person here that was Fonda Dix, D-I-X. <laughs> Was her was her first name Maya? No, Fonda. <laughs> her name was Fonda. He's Fonda Dix. Yes. <laughs> oh, anyways, so so we're putting this at number thirty-five, right? Well, uh, you need to have some discussion about it first. Put up the fucking list. Yeah, let's oh, I know. Fucking we, oh, shit, I probably should send that T-shirt. Put up the fucking yeah. list, you dork. Come on, jerky. Put up the fucking list. That's right. Sure. How about lexicon the- stuff? You guys come up with I, I got honest to Pete. I'm sure like that that just that hit me. I, I kind of liked it. That one was good. The only one I had, and I know uh Nick, you mentioned this. Um, I didn't know what Bob Feller was, like three Bob Fellers. Yeah, he was a like dude uh, was dude was, was a freaking baller. Yeah, he's a I think he played for he played for Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, um Cleveland? He, he um he Cleveland. so so of um a hundred uh greatest players he's ranked 36 he had all kinds of no hitter i don't know if it's seasons or or games but dude was like fucking amazing yes, he was yes so. he was you know i think it should go right below the lonely no because, you know, no this, this one I, okay in all honesty i would put this below where's everybody above 60 millimeter shrine he's really giving us w- some fun <laughs> i would i would put it i would put it last but i will give a little bit of leeway Oh, thank you for being so magnanimous about this. Thanks, thanks have you not seen my <laughs> have you not seen my uh screen screen cap? Keep moving forward. True. Very true. 
I'm surprised you didn't do a ranking of the worst moments of this episode, being that you like ranking all of it. (laughs) All Uh, of it. Number 100. You saw stupid. So, uh, did you like it more than walking distance? See, Jake brought up a strong point. This is not a good Twilight Zone episode, but you could watch it in like a TV series, like a comedy, like a I Love Lucy. So we should put it on a different list? No. <laughs> a list of its own. Yes. I'm with you. I mean, as far as like Twilight Zone goes in this episode, I, like I said, I didn't hate this episode. I acknowledge that it is, it's not very Twilight Zone-y. That's yeah. for sure. Um, I don't think it's as bad as the fe- the fever is just bad like not just oh it's bad for twilight it's just fucking bad it's bad for this one you can at least say like you said like i had said you can take it out of twilight zone and just say hey this is 1960s i guess technically early 60s tv fluff and it's yeah, it's fine it's okay mm-hmm. sure it's what it is um but it is better than the fever the four of us are dying <sighs> It's better. I'd rather watch it than the, the four of us are dying is much more Twilight Zone. But man, I just I don't I can't get behind that one. 16 millimeter shrine was just kind of boring to me. Where is everybody? That's a very it's first, first episode. episode. That's out the one gate, of the yeah. first. That, yeah, that's that's one of the early ones. That, that that, that's why I said important. I would put it right below it just for the fact that where's everybody's not. a. It's not a terrible episode. It's just a it's, it's a, a very first, yeah, primitive it's a pilot. Yeah. I'm surprised I wouldn't do that as a pilot. But um. But is this episode worse than Judgment Night? Judgment Night, which that which one was that? Judgment Night was the guy was the cap or a passenger on a vessel, and it turned out that oh, his yeah, yeah. vessel yeah, got We can't have them drink tea in this episode. Oh. Yeah, exactly. That actually was kind of a cool piece of trivia, like very mm. indicative of the times. Yeah, but that episode was a fucking mess. It was. You're right. I just I, I mean, this episode's a mess shit. too. So, oh come, it, it wasn't it, messy. It had a, a lot of downfalls, <laughs> but it's hardly messy. You can like, say if you want of... to say it's boring, that's fine. But you like trips get you can't say it, it's cohesive. It, I mean, yeah. it starts, it tells its story regardless of if it's good or not. I mean, it's not messy. Judgment Night was a fucking mess. You get to the end and you're kind of like, well, <laughs> but yeah. not like, oh wow, that's so deep. It's like, oh, that's <laughs> a fucking, but the fucking mess. It, it's too bad you weren't on, you weren't a co-host on the ep- that episode because that was like right those episode right before you uh, came on board. I would have loved to see you talk about that. It probably would have been last place for a while. I think it was actually. No, I uh, fever. Sixteen well, millimeter, uh, 16 millimeter was, was, oh, was yeah, yeah. bottom. No, I didn't like it more than Long Live Walter Jameson. That one had issues too, close to the end. But I, I like that episode more. So I am with you that we're in that bottom four, that bottom five. It's in the bottom five. I hate to say that because I know that everybody talks so terribly about this episode. I don't think it was terrible. I just don't think it was a good Twilight Zone episode. Right. Well, the biggest thing is that, that it, does, yeah, it, it fell into, it's like you, you make an excellent or you make a the middle of the road cake, but it's a brownie competition yeah. and yeah, it, it doesn't qualify a as a great analogy right there. I yeah. Like Thank you. Um, I'm kind of hungry. I would for go brownies. with, <laughs> I would, or an orgasmic I, with handshake. A, I think, <laughs> I think Nick said, put it, uh, uh, right under where is everybody? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can would, if if you wanted to go above Judgment Night, I can, I can. No, I don't think it. it well, Judgment. Uh, I I would say I'm put right it above Judgment Night just because of the cohesiveness of it. 
Yeah, that's where I was leaning. I wouldn't go above long live Walter Jameson for sure, no. but I do think that there is quite the parody and uh, or not a lot of there's a big gap between 29 and 30 quality wise right now. Yeah, there's a big gap, and I think this fits in that gap. But I mean, if if I know Nick hated this episode so much, so if we had to drop it down, one I'd be willing to talk about it. But that's where I'm. I, you know, I'm I'm right there between 29 and 30 right now. I, I feel like. I feel like Nick made a lot of concessions for us for like Mr. Beavis and the after hours. I, I'm okay giving him this one since he hates it so much. Like if we put no, it. No, 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 It's It's a consensus. It's not what I feel. I don't care. <laughs> I want to make sure you guys are happy as well. No, I don't but we care. want to make sure that you, you're okay with it too. I mean, I'm not well, saying it. I'm not saying it to be I mean, pitying this is, this or This is like the perchance to dream thing. Jacob Hayes. I got to say, damn it. He beat me to it. I was just going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> We can't go back and redo say, like per chance. Dream. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. And I was joking about the lonely. I just was going to put it up there because, you know, robot sex and then robot orgasmic handshake. But uh, I'm not going to fight for that, though. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm fine with Mr. the mighty Casey being number 30 because I only have to do a small amount of work on the episode when it comes to the. the list. Oh, dude, then I want it to be <laughs> oh, yeah. number 20. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, okay. Um, number. 10. Yeah, I'm fine with <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with it being about Judgment Night because Judgment Night is is a mess of an episode. It really is. It really is. It's like a at the episode. end of it, the last few minutes, you're like, what just what just happened? Not because it's deep, but because what the fuck just happened? It's like yeah, it's, yeah, I, it's I, such a mess. We needed Jacob on the on the series to write, like course correct us. <laughs> See, no, I didn't think like I got I got where the what was going on and where it was going, and I don't know, maybe that's me. No, that, that that is that's that's exactly what it was. It's like you're like, what is happening here? What is going on? It didn't do a good job of explaining what happened and what's going on. And by the end, then it's if I remember correctly, it's like then like one of the characters that had been on the ship was on this Nazi ship, and he was like, it was the captain. Uh, yeah, and I was like, what? 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 Wait, and it's not the guy. It's a different guy than the morbid. I don't know. It was just it was really, an M Night Shyamalan bad twist, like type of twist. It was a the the happening twist. It was like, yeah. What? what? No. What? No. No. <laughs> it's the plants. The plants are coming to get us. Oh my god. <laughs> Terrible Boston accent. That's okay. Better than mine. <laughs> exactly. All right. Yeah. I are think you kissing on my accent? That's wicked rude. Okay, now you the, the most like northern I try to do of us all. <laughs> You're right, and I can't do it. I can do a good Midwestern. I can do like Wisconsin accent. I can't do Boston. I've spent like a day there in my entire life. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, go, yeah. go out in the yard and get in the car. Well, I'm doing car- <laughs> <laughs> Upstate New York thing now. <laughs> yes. All right, all right. So with that said, uh, the mighty Casey will be on the second page at number thirty. I uh, will join the other uh, bottom tier episodes, uh, which include number 35, which is the fever, which is the last of our list so far. I got uh, a fever. It is top tier bottom tier, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, is it's probably the, it's the, the first. Right it's probably the first um, like new one to make the second page. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Everything else has you know. moved over because of the. How, how did this one. I know I understand it's like the lowest rated of season one, at least. How did this one get rated lower than the fucking fever? That was sucks so bad. Was it the With lowest? Or what? I thought it was the second lowest. Wait, what I thought the about? Mighty Casey is the lowest rated of the first season, isn't it? Oh, I, I think it's, it's the lowest overall. viewed. It has the lowest view. 
Uh, well, don't like most rated. people consider it just like one of the worst episodes? Yeah, ever? it's up there with it's up there with the fever and Mr. Beavis and you know some of the fourth season episodes that I are didn't think some Mr. of the worst. Beavis was that bad? I didn't either. Hang on here, let me look lowest ranked. I know one, two. Twilight Zone. Beavis <laughs> <laughs> a fucking comedian. Mr. Dingle is okay. So Mr. Dingle is 154. Quality of Mercy, Hocus Pocus, Jess Bell, Black Leather Jackets, Queen of the Nile, Whole Truth. Mr. Beavis is 147. The Bewitching Pool is 146. Um, According to Rich Knight of Cinema Blend, Mr. Beavis is the worst, followed by Mighty Casey, followed by Jess Bell, followed by The Invaders. Followed by the whole truth. <gasps> what? Single the strong. Black leather jackets. Cavender is coming. I dream of genie and the big witching pool. In the wow. invaders, that episode I really like. The one you said you're gonna murder us unless we put number one. Yes. <laughs> Who called it the worst? Or one of the worst? Now, cinema blend is a bunch of assholes. Fuck you and your blends of cinema, you <laughs> sons of bitches. So this is interesting. Uh, you know what I say to that? What do you say? <laughs> Killed her. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh man. Okay, so according to, okay, good, just gone away. According to Pace <laughs> Magazine, it listed all um all the episodes. Um, it had Mighty Casey just above Chaser, uh, one thirty seven and one thirty six. I don't know. I guess at Chaser, I have a little bit of a soft spot because of the Tales from the Crypt thing. I'll give it that. Yeah, no, understandable. The episode itself, honestly, was kind of. Eh. Yeah, but with that I list, like um, Mr. Dingle the Strong is the worst. Mr. Okay, no, so I'm we got the I'm Mighty sorry. Casey uh, and Mr. Dingle the Strong. Well, Mr. Dingle the Strong, I'm sorry, I missed one. So I Dream of Genie is the worst, and then um, the Bard, and then Mr. Dingle the Strong, and then down at, so those are 157 uh, through, sorry, 156 through 154, and then... Um, one thirty-eight, yeah, and then one thirty-eight, or sorry, one thirty-seven and one thirty-six are the Chaser and uh, Mighty Casey. Did this I Dream of Genie predate the show I Dream of Genie? Um, I Dream of Genie was episode four, or season four, season four. Can I just say they put Eye of the Beholder above Monsters Who Do on Maple Street, and I am totally against that because I think Eye of the Beholder is actually overrated. Hey, they appear. Hey, sixty-five. Triv. Yeah. They have per chance to dream at number nine. Oh, Guess where we Lord. have per chance to dream. Number nine. Fuck. Who does? <laughs> Pace magazine. Pace magazine. Oh my god. That's why these I guys. Heard okay. Fucking dumbass publication. They have, the, they have the lonely at number ten though. I saw that. I was just gonna say that. They have the invaders at. Okay, Jake. They have the invaders at number seven. Okay, you've redeemed yourself a bit. Okay. <laughs> what is shadow? Per chance to dream is above point. it. I don't get that. Per chance to dream. What the fuck? I hated that. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to talk about five to characters in search of an exit. Oh, that'll be awesome. That's All a good right, episode. It is. Trash right, hands. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me let me finish this out and then we'll talk. Okay, so with that said, uh number one is still, of course, the monster do are due on Maple Street. Uh, I'm sure that will change at some point, but for right now, that's probably the best episode of the season. We are uh next week. We're talking about the uh, official end to season one of The Twilight Zone, the uh, season one, episode 36. The Triv, I know you know this really well, A World of His Own, uh, especially this episode is entertaining. 
I think it's fun. It's very lighthearted, but kind of dark in a lot of places. Has a banger of an ending, which actually redeems the episode from being a little monotonous. Monotonous. Uh, but it's uh, directed by Ralph Nielsen, written by Richard Matheson, stars Keenan Wynn, Phyllis Kirk, and Mary LaRouche. And uh, so we'll look forward to that as the season finale of season one. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. That'll be our take on uh, The Mighty Casey, season one, episode 35. And Jacob looks like he has something to say, so I'll let him go first. Uh, where can they find your content? My content? <laughs> My content can be found at Jacob Anders Reviews on the YouTubes and Jacob Vanders Gaming at some point in time when I start to update that channel. Uh, you can also find me on as at Red Neville 2 on Twitter. That's really the only places I hang out. Come check me out. I've got movie reviews and other stuff and some new things coming to the channel at some point in time. What I wanted to say, though, is you had mentioned a moment ago, Monsters Are Due on Maple Street is our number one, and it will be that way for a little while, but eventually it will probably be dethroned, you said, and I just wanted to put a time on that and say it's probably going to be in about the next 16 to 17 weeks, FYI. Just if I had to guess. Oh, my God. Well, there could be other things, too, between here and there. Who knows? We changed minds on Mr. Beavis, so who knows what the hell is going to happen in the next Dude, 16 okay. to 17 weeks. No, no, no. I have to say this. This is this is a three-week stretch where we have the Howling Man, I, the Beholder, Nick of Time as the three episodes in a row. So season two should be a, a banger of a season. Oh, yeah. Like so. Well, with well, you just by the when side, the how can it not be a own, banger? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, anyway, so Triv, if they, uh, if they want to continue to find the annals of your podcast and <laughs> trivial content and raccoons, Anal where raccoons. can they find that stuff at? <laughs> uh, you can find me here on uh youtube uh trivial theater uh theater's always open got popcorn got seats try to cut back on the anal raccoons because they were kind of starting to take over um they also started breeding with other things in the theater and those things are (laughs) not good anyway (laughs) now she's got anal squirrels oh god and anal things called and that's anyway. anal frogs squirrel oh coons yeah it's like the it's like the 10 plagues of egypt (laughs) only they're anal (laughs) Um, anal plagues of egypt Oh God, it's terrible. But um, if you want some anal content, um, I'm actually doing my first attempt at a video game review, kind of. Oh, sort of, that's your first attempt at anal. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <true>. <laughs> um, plumbers can't wear ties, which is a notoriously weird uh, uh, Sexy. full video. Sexy. That too, yeah, full uh, kind of video game thing. Um, I collabed on it, uh, so. Stop by the, when this drops. That'll be up and should be interesting. If nothing else, uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Trivial Theater. I'm really looking forward to that because I love me some full motion video as people that frequent my channel know. And Plumbers Don't Wear Ties is one I have not myself been able to play, but I know it's a notoriously... It's goofy say Notorious uh, full motion... It's full video... It's full still. Well, it's still. It's well, not actually still something. <laughs> FSB. Is, I think people still put it in the FSB. Hmm? Oh man, it's got to be better. It's got to be more entertaining than that. But um, it's pretty yeah, funny. It, it's. It, I think they still class put it in the FMV category, even though it's stills. But still, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, still, um, still, still. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I, I'm. Thank I need you. that to come out. I need that in my life now. Well, hopefully, if, if my computer doesn't explode um, tomorrow, well, 
tomorrow or Tuesday. So looking forward to it. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So with that said, uh, you can find my content on, of course, Movie Emporium. I think I have something coming soon. I am doing the men spoiler review here at men, some point men, but men, when this men, episode men, posts. Men, 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 men. Mightly men. We're men, 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 men. We're men in tight, tights. Exactly. As True continues saying, you can also find us in audio forms of iTunes and Anchor and SoundCloud and uh uh Puntang cast i don't know uh google what? play wow. and... <laughs> we're not on Pornhub yet but we're hoping to get there soon we're on Pornhub though uh but anyways <laughs> go there rate subscribe you can listen to us in high quality format so uh with that said for myself uh triv and of course jacob we'll see you guys next time in the anal twilight zone podcast fit to mention peace out grab yourself some of those orgasmic handshakes au revoir Guy with All a giant right. bat and lots of balls. And an orgasmic hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some orgasmic. I was just, I was just thinking uh, about the uh. oh my god. I was thinking about the uh the constant like whistle. like arm arm rubbing. <laughs> Slide whistle. <laughs> Here's his curveball. Oh, it was late. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Yep. Ready as I'm going to be. <laughs> Nick as always. Here's Nick as always. Mullets. <laughs> Mullets and porn. Let's get it. That's right. Movie Emporium. Remember, it's Twilight Zone podcast, fifth dimension, not movie important. Yes. That's right. <laughs> 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 Couldn't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs>